Hello, and thank you for tuning in to our Why We Are Vegan podcast interview series entitled Why We Are Vegan. Each week, I'll be posting one to two interviews I've had with inspirational vegans around the world who are walking their talk. Each of my guests share their personal vegan journey and insights they've gathered along the way. You are about to listen to my interview with a kind, committed, gentle soul, Nastasha McKeon. Nastasha began her vegan journey over 10 years ago. Nastasha, tell us a little bit about yourself personally. Okay, well, I am a single mama of three incredible little human beings. I am compassionate and I really care about our environment and I have this vegan lifestyle because I think that it's incredibly important for the planet, for the animals, and for my health. That's a big part of who I am and what I do for my work and how I show up in the community and my family as well. (laughs) And what do you currently do professionally? I am the founder and CEO of a company called Choice Juicery, which I recently, it was recently pointed out to me that we are the largest vegan chain in San Diego. We make cold-pressed juice and we do superfood smoothies and we do incredible plant-based foods as well. We use all environmentally friendly packaging, the plant fiber packaging to the glass bottles that we serve our juices in and offer a redemption program. But more importantly, every meal that we serve is a plant-based meal. And that's pretty incredible because I would say a huge portion of the people that shop at our stores aren't necessarily vegan, but every time they shop there, they're making vegan choices. And that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. (laughs) What are your aspirations for your future? Well, Professionally, I want to continue to expand my brand uh, across the nation and maybe even the world one day. Mm-hmm. I have uh, some, you know, some pretty big ambitions as it pertains to choice and just really focusing on an area of this vegan movement that not a ton of people focus on. There's a wide variety of vegan restaurants and, and vegan foods hitting the market, which are absolutely incredible, but mm-hmm. not a ton of health minded vegan food. And I think it's important. I think it's all necessary. I think it's necessary to have the drive throughs and the fast foods and the burgers and the tacos and those things. But I think it's also incredibly important to have like the healthy whole food plant-based options as well. And so that's really been my passion. I love nutrition and I love obviously plant-based nutrition. So I think I get really excited about expanding that and, and having a larger and larger platform to kind of share my message with. So I think that would be my my biggest ambition currently. (laughs) That's great. If you were in a room filled with a dozen kindergartners, how would you share with them why you were vegan in your own words as if speaking with them? Mm. Well, that's an interesting one. I think it's a, it's, it's, you have to be so mindful of the age appropriateness of certain messages. Mm -hmm. I mean, I struggled with that because when I went vegan, I had young children. I had one in kindergarten and I had one in second grade and those early grade school ages. And I remember being exposed to this you know, horrific film and seeing these terrible things happening. And I was like, oh my gosh, guys, like we're, we're going vegan. And, and I wanted to share that with them, but it was too graphic for them mm-hmm. at the age that they were. It just wasn't appropriate. So I told them a story. I ended up turning it into a book and publishing the book. It's called A Journey to Gentle Barn. I think I would lead with a story. If I was going to 
try to share the idea because for me it's this idea of speciesism and helping people to really especially children to really connect because everybody loves animals especially Mm -hmm. children if a puppy walks into the room a baby pig a baby any any little animal any big animal any animal in general like kids love animals Mm -hmm. and they're just not connected to the idea that that piece of meat on their plate is is causing harm and suffering to something that they actually really love and that's intentionally done yep you know by our society and so I think just I would get talk to them about animals and I would talk to them about how much I love animals and I would share with them my favorite animal which is a cow and and I would talk about cows and what makes them so incredible and then I would probably share with them why I choose not to eat cows and kind of come at it from that angle get them to relate to the animal and help them to associate that animal to their food choices. Because I think there's a huge issue of disassociation where where we're not being taught to, to relate those two together. And as I said a moment ago, intentionally so Mm -hmm. great marketing (laughs) from the meat (laughs) industry and the dairy industry. I think that that's a good place to lead with, with kids for sure. Okay. And what made you decide to become vegan? What tipped the scale? You mentioned Mm -hmm. it a little bit in your last answer, but could you give us a little bit more detail? Yeah, for me, it, it was a journey. Um, it was a cumulative journey for me. It started off with giving up just red meat. And that was about, I don't know now, about 12 or 13 years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it spawned out of this. I was going through this time in my life where I was really starting to question my my spiritual beliefs. And I was learning about this idea of the transference of energy Mm-hmm. and how energy is transferred. It's in water, and they've studied water, and you can look at water under a microscope, and you can see how when you say loving things to it or when you say negative, hateful things to it, it changes. The molecular structure of it changes. And I was learning all about this at the time, and I'm watching the news one night because I used to actually do that, and there was a mad cow disease outbreak at the time, and they were showing a factory farm. I'd never seen that before. I'd never even thought about my food and where it comes from was not something I was ever taught to really think about mm-hmm. or question. And here I am staring this in the face during this recall where they are forklifting these living beings oh, around yeah. like they're trash and they were piling them up and they were covered in their feces and they were crying, they were in pain. And I was at that time, it struck me on so many levels. I'm seeing this for the first time and I'm like, oh my God, I'm supporting this. Every time I eat these things, I'm supporting this. It was also impacting me on a spiritual level because I'm realizing, look at the pain and the suffering and the anxiety and the fear on this animal. And then I'm going to eat that animal. And what's that going to do in my body as well as from a standpoint of being empathetic to that poor creature who is suffering that I'd never had to see before to also, how is this showing up in my life? Like we're I'm living with a lot of fear and anxiety and stress and, and I'm eating it. I'm, I'm creating it through what I'm eating, my dietary choices. So it started there. And that day, that moment, uh, I gave up red meat. I was like, I'm never eating red meat again. And about a week later, my little brother came to visit me and he was asking, why aren't you eating red meat anymore? And I was like, it's terrible. Have you seen what happens to the cows? And I was explaining what I had seen. And he was like, have you seen that video on YouTube? And I was like, which one? <laughs> Naively. And he, he was like, it's called Meet Your Meat. And I was like, no, I've never seen that. And I, I looked it up in that moment. And in that moment, I decided I was never eating chicken, pig, turkey. All that had to go immediately for ethical reasons, I would say. Initially, I gave up all that stuff, but I was still hanging on to eggs and fish and cheese. 
And somebody gave me the book. They heard I was kind of doing the pescatarian style diet and they gave me the book, Skinny Bitch. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is gross. This is awful. I took the 30 day vegan challenge. It was really tough for me at that time. I was so focused on what I couldn't have and it felt more like a diet or a cleanse that I couldn't wait for it to be over. And my level of thinking wasn't right at that time. After my 30-day cleanse, I went back to the eggs and, and the fish and a couple years after that where I was studying nutrition and I was studying holistic nutrition. I became really passionate about nutrition and also having to learn a whole new style of cooking and repertoire recipes. Mm -hmm. And in the book, one day they're talking about how we have these essential nutrients that we need in order to thrive as humans and the two places you can get them from. And there was a list of animal sources and there was a list of plant sources. But weirdly, the list of the animal sources had all these side effects. On the other side of the page was this list of all the same nutrients you could get from plants and there was no side effects. There was no negative. I raised my hand. We should all just eat plants. And the teacher's like, oh, God, no, we don't subscribe to any nutritional philosophy. I'm like, but it literally says right here in the book. It's pretty black and white, guys. We should all be eating just plants. I started diving a little bit more into studying plant-based nutrition. And then I saw the film Forks Over Knives. Mm -hmm. And that same night, I watched Earthlings. And You are a glutton for punishment, aren't you? I needed it. I needed it. I needed it. It takes a lot to unwind a, a whole lifetime of being fed a bunch of lies about what we need to eat in order to be healthy, in order to sustain life. And we hold on to those mm-hmm. sometimes because we want to avoid giving up something that's comfortable to us. And in the unknown can be scary and uncomfortable. And the unknown, what am I going to replace eggs with? I needed to see the films. And some of them I watched multiple times because I really needed it to really soak in because I decided that day I was, I'm never going back. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how how my family is going to react. I don't know how this is going to go, but I am going to do this. I just have to figure out how am I going to do this? Watching those two films back to back did it. I was done. I never went back. I think it was a culmination of all of the things I was exposed to, the right timing in my life. I'm forever grateful. I actually just got to meet the director of Earthlings at the Mercy for Animals Gala this past weekend. And it was so incredible to meet him because he's a, he's truly a hero in my mind because if it wasn't for him, that film wouldn't exist. And if it wasn't for that film, I may not have gone vegan at the time that I did. So mm-hmm. it's been really incredible. What does being vegan mean to you personally? Hmm. To me, it's interesting. A lot of times people ask me, do you ever have a cheat day? That's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. It's like asking somebody who's like a devout Christian, for example, if on Sundays, do you take a day off and and worship the devil? Of course not. I'm (laughs) vegan. It is a lifestyle. It's It's a belief system. It's a way of being. It's it always surprises me when when people think it's like just a diet or it's just a fad mm-hmm. or something. And it's like, no, once you really commit to this lifestyle, there's no going back from that. Once you really open your heart and your eyes and your mind to the things that are going on in the world because of the choices that you're making, you just, there's a saying, oftentimes people stumble upon truth. They pick themselves up, they dust themselves off, and they carry on as if nothing ever happened. And that is the complete opposite of me. I stumble upon truth and I'm like, darn it, okay, how are we going to do this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's, for me, it's a lifestyle. It's a a nutritional philosophy, but it's so much more than that. It's a belief system. Mm -hmm. How do you personally define a vegan lifestyle? Hmm. That's a great question. I define it as not uh, consuming in any way, shape, or form 
anything that comes from an animal or any type of a being from not just the food that I eat, but also the products I purchase and you know, be it purses or shoes or clothes or in every facet of my life, I ask myself when I'm purchasing something, where did this come from? What's the impact of this? And does it fit into this philosophy mm-hmm. of my life? I guess that's how I would define that. Please share how you continue to benefit from being vegan physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Mm. It's so amazing. Honestly, it's so funny. In the very beginning of going vegan, you know, you have to undo, as I was saying earlier, like the psychological programming, the belief mm-hmm. system of you need you need protein and protein is meat. And if you don't have that, you're going to be weak. So in the beginning, mm-hmm. you have to kind of push through all of that. But once you do, you move past the psychological blocks, you're really able to start to reap the rewards of the benefits in your body. So from a physical standpoint, I mean, I've never felt better in my life. I look younger now than I did a decade ago. I outrun myself. I outwork out myself. I do so much more physically. I have so much more energy. The things I can accomplish in a day, people ask me all the time, I'm a single mom. I'm running a pretty established business. I've got opening an additional couple locations right now. So we'll be up to six locations in San Diego as of November. And I have three kiddos. I have a, a small scale farm, if you will, a massive garden and a property that I take care of that's mine. And I got a lot on my plate. I have upwards of 60 employees. I've got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, how do you do it all? And I'm like, honestly, it's my diet. I have so much energy. I have so much mental clarity. I also, as I cleaned up my diet and removed those things from my diet, I also found more levels of happiness Mm -hmm. and I evolved more spiritually in a lot of ways. I'm sure I have a lot of growth to go still yet, but it helps tremendously in every area of my life, which has contributed to all of those areas that you mentioned, not just physically, not just, you know, emotionally and spiritually, also like financially successful because I've created a business around my lifestyle choices Mm -hmm. and that's brought in success financially and a whole new level of lifestyle for me and for my kids. And it's just, it's literally done so much for me. It's not just something that I'm doing. It is who I am in every level. It's my whole world. Nastasha, tell me a little bit about your vegan lifestyle, a week in the life of Nastasha. Well, I definitely spend a good amount of my time uh, working around vegan food, which is pretty incredible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I feel like I kind of lucked out in in that area. I think a lot of people that have this lifestyle really have to work hard to find vegan food and make sure they're going places that have vegan options. And Mm -hmm. I feel so incredibly blessed because the business I created, you know, happens to be vegan food (laughs) and (laughs) vegan food that's sustainable to literally live on. My, my work is bouncing around between all the locations and our commercial kitchen. And so I'm surrounded by healthy choices, which is pretty incredible, healthy vegan choices. I'm lucky in that way. I I don't have to work too hard to, or go too far, ask too many questions with my day to day. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to eating out with friends and picking restaurants and things like that, it's funny because some people I meet are very relaxed about being vegan and they're like, I'll go and I'll find something. And I am just not that person. And maybe that would be easier for my friends and my family, but I am very demanding. I love food and I love a good experience. And the last Mm -hmm. thing I want to do is spend my time at a restaurant that does not cater to my lifestyle choices 
and have to find one thing that maybe I can eat if they take this out and take that out, but they still charge you the full price and it's mm-hmm. not a great experience and I could have made it better myself. I am pretty demanding when I go out to places. We're going somewhere that is vegan. We're going to go to a restaurant because you can eat anything on a vegan menu and I can't eat everything on a regular <laughs> menu. So in, in all fairness, guys, let's go to a vegan restaurant. It can be challenging too, especially when it pertains to dating and all of those things. There are definitely challenges with that the lifestyle in that regard, in terms of the way that I shop and the things that I buy. It's so interesting to me when I'm out at a retail store and I'm shopping, I pick something up and I'm like, is this real leather? And people working are like excited to tell me because they think that like that adds value. And they're like, oh yeah, right. it's real leather. I'm like, oh gross. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, I can't touch that. And they're like, oh wait, I'm sorry. Are you like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm vegan. It opens up a lot of cool conversations. So my week, mm-hmm. a lot of my week, a lot of my time is having really cool conversations because you're going places and you're asking for something a little bit different or you're doing something that other people aren't doing and people find that interesting and people ask questions a lot. So that's fun. A big part of my week is talking about that and where I go, what I do, how I spend my time, the books that I read, the movies that I watch, a lot of that stuff. A big part of that is influenced by my vegan lifestyle as well. What do you wish more people understood about the benefits of being vegan or about living a vegan lifestyle in general? Really understanding that you can get everything you need and more on a, a vegan diet. People have a couple of interpretations of of what that looks like. And some of them believe that, okay, you're going to be skinny and frail and able to be pushed over because you're not getting all the things that you need. And then there's the other school of mm-hmm. thought of you eat a bunch of fake meat all day long and you're so unhealthy. You're ridiculous. I wish people really understood more that you not only can get everything that you need, but you can absolutely thrive more than you ever had mm-hmm. in your life on a, on a vegan diet. And I think it's exciting because there's I love that there are so many people out there championing the cause and in their different areas. We all have our part in this movement. We all play a very specific role, I think. You've got the people out there making the documentaries. You've got the people out there going into these factory farms and having to live these horrors so that they can expose what's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got people who are opening up vegan restaurants like myself, for example. There are nights where I cry myself to sleep because I wish I was doing more for the animals. I wish I was on the front lines and I wish I was chaining myself to the factory farm and not letting them in and doing those things. But somebody once told me we all have our our place in activism. We all have different roles. If I was doing that and getting thrown in jail all the time, I wouldn't be able to run a business and continue to grow a business that's making healthy vegan choices accessible to the masses and serving up vegan choices to a lot of people that aren't vegan, but they're making vegan choices because they're loving the food and Mm -hmm. the brand that we're creating and growing. And so Mm -hmm. I would say that's a big one. Conception of you can't be healthy. You can't thrive on a vegan diet. You can't be strong. You can't build muscle. All of those things. Those are probably the biggest ones that I get. So it's really fun, I think, to be a testament of that. It's like one thing to tell people you can, but it's another thing to be able to outrun or outperform people or out energy, which is what I'm well known for. I can do more than any human I know that's not vegan in terms of like what I accomplish in a day and with a smile on my face and a positive disposition. And I think that I wish people knew that you'll never know how good you can feel if you don't try it. Is there anything you wish more people would have a conversation about around veganism? I feel like you have people who 
are so loud and so in your face, chasing people down in malls and throwing things on them for wearing fur. And, and I think, again, all of these things are, I guess, necessary. We all have our different roles. You get that, and then you get these really meek vegans who don't want to put anyone out. They don't want to tell anyone they're vegan. They really they don't want to stand out. They just want to, like, secretly order something and sit down and just be a good person and don't cause any problems. Mm-hmm. I feel like we just need that in between more. We need the people that are loud and proud about being vegan that are while they're out there ordering, like, do you have any vegan options and let everyone hear it and let everyone know and, and start those conversations, but not trying to make people feel bad about the choices that they're making because a lot of us were there at one time too. There was a time when I didn't know about this lifestyle and I was making different choices. Had somebody come at me and told me I'm a horrible person and I shouldn't do this and I shouldn't do that. And you want to protect mm-hmm. yourself. And so when you're coming from a place of defensiveness, you're not really open to what you're actually hearing and seeing. And so I think it's important to have more of us that are loving and kind to people about our choices. When I first went vegan, I was in a relationship at the time with somebody who wasn't vegan. And we were getting ready to go on a surf trip. It was a camping trip, and it was deep in Mexico. And it was in this area. There's literally, like, no toilets. There's no nothing. No sinks, no nothing. You're just, you're rough in it. Just a tent and mm-hmm. you and whatever you bring in. It was a guy's trip that I was going on. It was going to be all guys and then me. And I remember them all kind of poking fun at me. What are you going to eat? <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all week. Eat lettuce all week. And they were poking fun and having fun. And I spent days before we left preparing. I was marinating vegetables and tofu and tempeh, and I was getting my cooking game on. And so when we actually went, I didn't even have to say anything to these guys. They're sitting there eating hot dogs every day and no variety Mm -hmm. and no nothing, a bunch of surfer dudes with no culinary skills whatsoever. And (laughs) I'm out here eating roasted veggie panini sandwiches, veggie tofu skewers that have been marinated for days and were just so juicy and incredible. And they would be like, hey, can I get one of those? <laughs> hey, can I, can I try that? And what I have found is as soon as people try food that they think is amazing, all of a mm-hmm. sudden they have questions and they yep. become intrigued and curious. I think it's important to be loud and proud, not so much in that you're you know, talking down on people for their choices, but be loud and proud about your choices. And everywhere I go, I'm like, oh, you got to try this. Oh my God, you got to try it. This is the most amazing thing you've ever had. You got to try this. Because the food does the work. People just need to yeah. open their minds to the fact that there are other food choices out there. And as soon as they I get that experience, they're just, they come from a different level of thinking and just such a different and more open demeanor about the conversations. And they start engaging and asking the questions. I don't go out there and try to tell them what they're doing is wrong, but they start asking me questions once they've experienced some of the food and they're like, okay, what, tell me more about this. And over the years I've been able, I mean, my, almost my entire family from my grandma to my grandpa to my mom, to my brother who used to poke fun at me all the time to my children. Like, I mean, it's like my whole family over time, just by making good food and having those conversations, not shying away from it. So I do think we need more people being loud and proud about being vegan, but not necessarily demonizing anybody for their choices. When you hear excuses from someone about why they couldn't go vegan, do you feel you're able to change their perspective with what you know? Yes and no. I think it just depends again on like the openness of the person. I think some people, they fight so hard for their limitations. Mm -hmm. Um, They defend their choices and they're not truly open to receiving information. But when you get somebody who 
genuinely is open to learning new things and questioning their own beliefs, which is such a beautiful thing. I do feel like when I'm able to educate them, when I tell them about some of the top athletes in the world outperforming their personal best and everyone else on their on their team because they went to a plant-based diet, when I share my own personal experiences with my own personal successes with my performance physically and, and, and in every other way, when you start talking about people that they know, James Cameron, and who they have a lot of respect for in you know the movie industry, but then they find out, oh, he's vegan. I had no idea. That's so cool. You know, all of a sudden it's like, wow. Oh, everyone, there's a lot of people doing this. Okay. When people start to find out, it's not just this weird group of people. <laughs> it's your NFL players. It's your famous producers. It's your neighbor. It's your teacher. It's your you know so many people making this choice and when they start to see that and they start to understand that I just think they become more open to the possibility mm-hmm. for themselves too it just seems more mm-hmm. doable how do you feel about mainstream coverage of animal cruelty environmental concerns and the like via social media and news outlets can you say that one more time How do you feel about mainstream coverage of animal cruelty, environmental concerns, and the like via social media and news outlets? Hmm. Um, I I feel like it's necessary, and uh, it's also obviously heartbreaking. I think you and I were having a conversation earlier about, you know, how once we've seen it, we don't need to see it again, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's so painful to watch some of those things. but at the same time, it's so necessary that it's happening um, and be, people need to see it. It was because of films and exposure like that that I was able to make that choice. And my whole world changed for the better because of it. And so I think that there are a lot of people like you and I out there who, when they see that, they want to make better choices. And I think there's a lot of people that just don't know better that would do better if they did know. And so I think that having that exposure is so necessary. What questions would you pose to the mainstream to move the conversation to what you feel is most important to understand about the global benefits of veganism? One of the biggest points would be environmentally. We've all got one home. It's this planet. Mm -hmm. And because of the animal agriculture, we are threatening our very existence. I think that conversation needs to be so much louder. I think there's a lot of people in the environmental movement that are ignoring that. And I think you saw that in films like Cowspiracy. Their whole business is about protecting the environment, but they're unwilling to have the conversation about the impacts of the one industry that's causing the most harm to our planet. Mm -hmm. I would really love to move that up to the forefront because I think that's something that everybody can relate to. Some people care about their health. Some people don't. Hopefully most people relate to animals and and see them as beings that don't deserve pain and suffering or inflicting on them because of our taste buds. So I think that you have a lot of those people, but not everybody. But the one thing that nobody can deny is doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing. We all have a planet. And I think if people understand that we're jeopardizing that planet because of those choices, and if that conversation was louder than it is now, I think that people would make better choices. So I'd love to see that really pushed to the forefront. How do you feel about the use of self-identifiers such as smegan, partially vegan, flexitarian, and the like? I think it was Leilani Munster who said it, who's a famous NASCAR driver who's also Mm -hmm. really loud and proud vegan. One of the things she said that really resonated with me is that she's all about progress and not perfection. 
So I think it's important to honor that people are trying. Let's celebrate the fact that we're saving still a lot of animals by them, you know, doing it to the best of their ability versus, you know, demonizing them for not. So I'm, I'm, an, I'm an advocate for people trying and people making progress. And I think it's a movement in the right direction. And I think that it's not it's not, it's not forever. I mean, when I went pescatarian, it wasn't forever. It was only for a couple of years. And then I went vegan and now I'm the loudest, proudest vegan I know. We all are growing at our own personal rate. And I think we should celebrate those things. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the phrase plant-based being used today by companies of all kinds for meals, textiles, home goods, accessories, personal care, and other products that are not in fact vegan? That one is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine, actually, um, because to me, plant-based is vegan. That's it's it's plant-based. It's made from plants. Like that's in my mind. Uh, um, that's what that is, and it's interesting because you see different interpretations of that definition mm-hmm. plant-based and people seem to be creating their own and defining that in different ways so someone will be like yeah I'm plant-based I'm like oh my god you're vegan I was like no, no, no I'm not vegan I'm plant-based I eat this night and, <laughs> and I'm like that's not that's not plant-based wait a minute I'm confused there was a time before I was aware of these different definitions of plant-based where I went to a restaurant and they were like well, our new plant-based menu and I was like oh my god this is incredible and I didn't even question it and I ordered I think it was like their Beyond Meat sliders and I took one bite and I was like this tastes like Hawaiian bread. Hawaiian bread is not Mm -hmm. vegan. So I went right back Mm -hmm. up to the register. I was like, what's in this bread? And they're like, oh, it's Hawaiian bread. I'm like, there's egg in this. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, that's not plant-based. Like, they're like, yeah, it is. I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) So um, to me, it's a little infuriating because I think it's confusing to people. When I say plant-based, I'm I'm talking about a whole foods plant-based diet. When, When I talk about that, that means all plants, which to me is a vegan diet. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's just more holistic, you know, eating more whole foods. And so it's, it it drives me a little bit crazy when I hear, hear that term thrown around loosely. (laughs) What vegans do you personally respect and keep tabs on? That's a great question. I think there's a lot of people that I highly respect, like the maker of the film Game Changers and Cowspiracy and people in that arena that I I have a lot of respect Mm -hmm. for. I think they're so cool. There's a lot of really cool people doing really cool things on social media. I'm not really big in that world or that community, so I don't necessarily have a ton of people that I follow closely or get too involved with, but more nonprofits. Like, I love Mercy for Animals. I support them as often as possible locally. There's a woman in San Diego who started a company called Plant-Based Pop-Up and going in and educating chefs and restaurants and creating vegan menus. And then she's creating these whole beautiful upscale dining experiences for people that don't normally get them because they're vegan at these restaurants that are absolutely beautiful. And so it's educating the chefs, it's educating the restaurants, and it's creating an experience for the vegan community. And so people like that I get really excited about that are like innovating and doing cool things Mm -hmm. and opening up new possibilities for those of us that are in this world. What's the most difficult decision along your vegan journey that you've had to make? That's a good question. I think it's been in the dating world, Mm -hmm. been the most difficult thing for me. I've been single almost my entire journey in the early days of it. I was married at the time and I lost that relationship. And then the next serious relationship I got into, I was in for five years. And when I went vegan, in that relationship, it caused a lot of strain on the relationship. 
family just wasn't supportive. It was a Thanksgiving. It was my first Thanksgiving being vegan. And the mom was adamant that she wasn't going to make anything vegan. She, in fact, sent me the ingredients of all of the dishes she was making so that I could see that nothing was vegan. And then she let me know that I was not allowed to bring a dish. It was disrespectful to bring a dish. I asked if I could come and help prepare a dish at her home. She said, no, you're going to eat the food that I prepare or you're not going to come to Thanksgiving. I didn't go. He did go. And it was like the beginning of the end of our relationship. There were so many other signs in the relationship. I don't want to blame it all on the fact that I went vegan, but it was a really tough decision because I was just getting so much grief from the people in my life, not only from the the partner and the family. And at the time, like my own family wasn't supportive and all of a sudden everyone was health experts and concerned about my (laughs) nutritional intake. And I was actually the one who studied nutrition. I had to make a decision to surround myself with different people. And that was a hard thing to do. I had to make new friends. I had to leave relationships. I had to make tough decisions in regards to my social circle and stuff like that and my family. And, and I think that was probably one of the tougher things. It's, been a tough conversation when I've dated people that were like, do you date non-vegans? And I'm like, not seriously. <laughs> you know, that, that makes it, you know, makes it really tough. I'm not saying I haven't dated people that weren't vegan because I think that everyone has an opportunity to go vegan. But the mm-hmm. reality is I would never marry or end up with somebody that wasn't going to be making that same lifestyle choice. I think it would be really hard on the relationship. And I, I don't know how that will end up in my life, but I know that when I have that conversation in dating, I would never marry somebody who wasn't vegan. I would never have non-vegan food in my home. I draw the line there. I think that that's made it tough. I think those are some of the decisions that I've made that have made it a little bit tough. All right. To sum up our time together in one sentence, please tell us why are you vegan? For the animals, for the planet, and for my health. Nastasha, is there anything else that you'd like to discuss that hasn't been asked today? No, I think we covered everything. I was absolutely incredible. It was such a delight. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this interview series. Thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed this interview. Find out when the next episode of this enlightening and thought-provoking interview series is available by following Why We Are Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The ID for all three is Why We Are Vegan. We're also on YouTube and iTunes. You can visit our free resource site, whywearevegan.org, for podcasts you may have missed and links to all our social media. Take care.